Alrighty, episode 23 of the Glass Chin MMA podcast is coming out early this week. And the reason it's coming out early this week is because we just couldn't wait to talk about this last weekend's card. Isn't oh that right, gosh, guys? What a card. Best card of the year. Just one up the International Flight Week. That was incredible. Insane. Oh, Insane. Is that the worst card of all time? It's the worst card I've ever watched. From beginning to finish, very tough watch. Like, like sometimes you can get. Luckily, we luckily we got three towers. (laughs) Because if without those, I don't know how much fun we would have. Like we, I didn't really enjoy myself though. We saying that, yeah, it looked like a blast. It looked like a blast. Oh yeah, we had a fun. We had a fun experience together. Um, for sure. It's just sometimes you get those cards that don't have the names, and you're like, "Hey, maybe we'll get some cool knockouts or things like that." Cool prospects. Uh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, there's nothing to write home about about this card. There are so many decisions it actually <laughs> hurt my fucking head. At least like, look, wasn't the JDM fight good though? Wasn't it was a good fight. Actually, a good fight. It was a good fight. It was a robbery. Dude. It was yeah. For Josh should have negative one right now I for should. fantasy. That's I all I have openly to say. admit it. I should have negative one points in that fantasy. Fight. That's. I was reading. I didn't watch any of it. I didn't even see a clip from it. I saw the picture of like JDM getting punched and then JDM landing on the other guy. Like those back to back pictures, but I was reading the comments. A lot and more, it didn't but... seem like people that really thought it was a robbery. It seemed like it was pretty split. What they who they thought was. Yeah. I okay. I shouldn't say robbery, but I had it, I scored it for Hellas or however you say his name. It was definitely, like, people, they judged it based on damage for sure, because JDM did more damage. And I'm a damage guy, unless you get controlled the way he got controlled in the first two rounds. Bro, see, me too. I'm <laughs> such a damage guy. But I agree. Like, watching that fight, it just seemed like like JDM could do anything. Um, did, did JDM get a 10-8? No. In round three? No, it was a 29-28 split. Oh, I heard people in the comments saying, like, 10 8 round three maybe they're thinking like it should have been or something okay i was gonna say i don't think i don't think it was a 10 8 um, oh I, I don't know i don't, I don't watch it i look at the scorecards i didn't give a shit about this whole card so yeah um, i mean here let me pull it up quick i just want to in case there's so anything i do GDM not that good or is this other guy actually look, a beast? i think i don't think this is one of those where you can discredit jdm because i mean obviously it's this guy's debut everyone thought jdm was gonna kill him he didn't yeah. But he also cut weight twice in two weeks. He's yeah. fighting a guy he had no information on. He just wanted to fight. And, like, those things can happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's just not, like, how many yeah. prospects do you think of outside of, like, Hamza? Yeah. He has pillow hands, yeah. actually. I mean, I don't think he has pillow hands. But... <laughs> but... I don't know, watching that, like, he punched, he had so many, he had sick combos on him, like, in a lot of them. But... I think the only reason why it looked like they might have stunned him was because Brazil was so tired from taking him down and controlling him for four minutes around. I don't know. I would say I would say JDM's power is comparable to like I don't know. I feel like he cracks pretty hard for that. Division. No, Brazil is just a tough dude. Must be. Oh, for sure, a tough guy. And like I think he's good, and it seemed like he deserved to be in the UFC for sure. I think it's just one of those you can't read too much into it. It's a fight that just needed to be a fight. And but if you look at JDM, like he for sure deserves to be there. That's kind yeah. of crazy. Um, I think JDM. Oh, for sure. They'll, for they'll sure. Give J- I mean, what is Sean Brady gonna do to him? Sean Brady would have probably won that fight. Laid yeah. On him. Yeah. I mean, this guy was double leg. He double legged him basically as soon as the first round started. Um, so 
Uh, yeah, I think he lost, but it's whatever. I think. I mean, it was still a good fight. It was entertaining. Yeah. Um, Holly Holm got dominated by Myra Bueno Silva. What was her? She is. Is she gonna retire? She I think she has to. She was. Yeah, she looked bad. I mean, so now it's everyone's talking. We're gonna get a Myra Bueno Silva Juliana Pena title fight. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh wow, that seems so exciting. Oh I'm not even gonna watch it, dude. That's one of those cool title fights that that's fight one of those something. title fights that it may have that one headline a fight night. Don't put that on a pay per view. If it's on a pay per view, it'll be like the fourth fight. It's such a No one wants to watch that fight. Put it on a prelim. <laughs> god. Um Let's see. Gross, I'm looking through dude. it. Okay, hey, Norma Dumont did look good. I'll give her that. I thought Jun Young Park I heard, looked good. I heard she did good. He beat up Albert Derive. Jun Young Park, yeah, he did. Um, he did beat him up. I think Terrence McKinney is one of the biggest hype trains to get to. Dude, like, that, that video game. of that girl running away is the funniest thing I've oh. ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was hilarious. That was that was funny to watch. Um, <laughs> Dude, she, like, tweeted, she's like, I needed to get a word for my corner, but, like, how do you recover from that? Yeah. Like, uh, you, just, cut, you get cut from the UFC, that's how you recover from that. Yeah. yeah, she for sure is getting cut. Like, um, what, dude? You ran away. If there was no cage there, she would have ran uh, out of the stadium, dude. Back to Terrence McKinney, he, like, embarrassingly got choked out. He had, like, an arm behind his back yeah. while getting, like, his neck choked out. I he's just, uh, he's not that good. He's, a, he's, he's exciting. But, if he doesn't but, win in the first two minutes, he's it's the easiest live bet ever. He's going to lose. Dude, Terrence McKinney gives me Melvin Gillard energy. He's like a street swinger. And <laughs> if you fight someone that knows what they're doing and you can't crack them in like the first minute or two, you're just screwed because you're not good at fighting. I just, yeah, he didn't, I don't think he was good. I don't like. I don't think Terrence McKinney's good. I actually won money on that fight um, on underdog because I bet Sadikov to finish him. Um, so that was nice. Good bet. Good bet. Um, but yeah, I didn't even watch the Tucker Lutz fight. I missed that one. I was in the car during that. Um, dude, yeah, it was just decision after decision after decision. And then one of the only finishes was because a girl dislocated her elbow. Now, the only finish on the prelims was because of a dislocated elbow. Oh, it honestly was like, the, did you guys see the x-ray of that? It was like the cleanest dislocation yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, like it was like just, a... she could easily just honestly pop that back and kept fighting. I mean, hey, Cole, you won some money from that one, didn't you? That was the only fight I, no. Oh, that I, was... I did not get my three. I went two for three. Oh, okay. But yeah, I don't think there's that much to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I was pumped. I had to... She's, yeah. There's not much more to say, though. Yeah, but, okay, we got fun cards coming up. Like, this fight night coming up, It's and it's probably the worst UFC in London of the last how many. Still got some fun fights, though. I think it's still going to be a good one, a fun one to watch. Bro, this is loaded from a fantasy team. Yeah. I have a lot of fighters out for this, mm-hmm. on this card. Actually, and, like, the two next, or three. The next how many cards are all pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty. There's at least a couple fights on every card coming up. At least a couple that I'm super excited about. Dude, I like I like Paul Craig. Yeah, Paul Craig making his middleweight debut. He's gonna be an absolute monster. Have He's you guys, not even that small of a light heavyweight. Did you guys see his uh, 
video, uh, the video of him training, he is chiseled. He's still not very. Dude, yeah, he's like cut at two oh five. Well, he can be as chiseled as he wants. That dude is not good at anything except choking people. Yeah, yeah he's, he's crazy <laughs> off his back. He's probably the best off his back for a big man. Oh yeah, I think that's a good statement. And the whole, and the whole UFC. Man, because he he took away Ankalaev and Jamal Hill's zeros from his back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, damn, Paul Craig is looking diced. Yeah, and he's fighting it, but he is fighting another jujitsu guy, like a submission artist. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but we'll get yeah, into that, UFC. That should London. be actually a pretty fun jujitsu match. I'm trying to think what um, the there's a few little bit of MMA news going around. We got. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced, but the rumor is that Paulo Costa and Alaskarov is not happening. Um, that's what people are saying. Um, a lot of people are saying it's because Paulo, they think Paulo's going to end up fighting Hamzat on UFC 294 in Abu Dhabi instead. Um, and they're trying to find a last-minute guy for Alaskarov, which probably makes more sense. They threw out Roman Delidze, but apparently that's not true. Um, so who knows? Uh, that actually would have been fun. That would have been a fun fight. Yeah. So I don't. Hopefully, if Paulo's not fighting, I'm. Ta- I have to take whoever his replacement is. Unfortunately, in fantasy, but we don't. We don't know who it is or if it's true. Yet. They haven't announced it. Like I, I, dude, I still like Roman Delidze's chances over Alex Skarov. That guy's fought. Like I, I don't. I'm not worried about that guy unless I get thrown in some last minute debut debutant or something. Um, but yeah, like he beat Phil Hawes. Congratulations, dude. Yeah. That guy, that, that guy gets wobbled by a stiff breeze, um, and so we're not, I'm not going to give yeah. Alaskarov too much credit for that one. Um, but I think I think he's good. Who knows what Who knows what's going to happen with that? We'll see. I'd rather watch Paulo fight. Tom <laughs> I feel like we're going to watch him. Yeah, I don't he's know. Good. We'll see yeah, who I'm he not gets. Saying he's bad, but dude, he Paulo would, Costa. Uh, he's a tough dude. Paul Costa is a tough. Yeah, he does. I don't. I don't think Alaskarov mauls either Paulo or Delidze. <laughs> Not Paulo, but I think he beats Delidze. I don't know. Dude, Delidze's a finisher. The only person he couldn't finish is Marvin Vittori, and that's because he's impossible to finish. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. what Delidze did to Phil Haas was a lot worse than that uppercut Alice Garoff did. <laughs> Delidze, yeah. Delidze yeah. tore his knee Delidze apart and, and then put him, into, put him into the shadow realm. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I don't know. Delinze's <laughs> not bad, man. I mean, Marvin's kind of a hard dude to fight because, like, if you don't finish honestly, him, honestly, Marvin would be a lot better if he had a puncher's chance. Yeah, but, like he, you could just hit him a thousand times, and he won't fall. No, he no. Yeah, it's he doesn't make sense. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I think we'll get some news on that in the next coming. We have to. I mean, the fights in next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we got. I think we're going to get a lot of UFC 294 Abu Dhabi fights announced this week because tickets go on sale on Friday, yeah. I think it is already, and we don't have any fights announced. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, we'll see what goes on with that. Islam called out Leon Edwards, which pisses me off because he wants to go double champ. Hasn't He hasn't defended his belt against a lightweight yet. Dude's the worst. Um so that, dude's the worst yeah. dude i almost you lose to volk and you call out leon dude i think leon i think leon makes it look easy <laughs> against islam not maybe not easy but well, I, think, I, I think he I decisions them pretty easily um if kamaru can't can wrestle, finish dude if Kamar, i can see a finish if kamaru can't wrestle 
Leon for five rounds, I don't think Islam can. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens there. I they got to give Leon Colby or even Bilal or someone at like make Leon defend against a welterweight. Make Islam defend yeah. against a lightweight. Like I don't get it. Like Islam's gonna have if he fights Leon, he's gonna have one title defense since winning the belt, and it's against a featherweight champion. Like, what's he doing? Um, yeah, I don't know. But I think that's the only like big MMA news that's come out in the past week that I know of at least. Mm. But I actually almost did. Man, I want that olives. I want that olives rematch against Islam so bad, and I want to fired up olives to go in there. Yeah, I think olives. I th- that has to be the next fight. Um, I actually because we're gonna get into it here pretty quick. Our own fifteen personal favorite fighters. I almost threw Adriano Martins on my list simply because he knocked out Islam Mahachev in his UFC debut. <laughs> I almost included, I couldn't tell you one other fight that guy ever had, but he knocked out Islam, so I almost included him. Um, but yeah, should we just hop right into that stuff, boys? Let's do it, man. All right. So last week we played uh, some Tapology Time with the top fifteen fan favorite list. On, tap, on tapology.com. Um, so, as you know, this week we all come in with our own personal top 15 uh, fan favorite list. Oh, hey, I just looked up Adriano Martins because I was curious. His last win was in 2015, knocking out Islam Mahachev. And he has since gone winless in his last six fights. So that guy is terrible. He just somehow knocked out Islam. <laughs> um but here we go. So, yeah, our own personal 15 favorites list. You can probably guess who some of the names are going to be on some of our lists because we mention them a lot. Um, but here we go. I don't know whose turn it is to start this week. Josh, I was going to say, have you started this off? I can start. Um, sure. I don't know if you have. All right, well, I'll start. We've already talked about that guy, about this guy. Dude, I had four honorable mentions. So I was. I had ten. I had five people. I was could not decide who I wanted to give this fifteen spot to, but I ended up giving it to Paulo Costa, because he's funny on Twitter, because he's funny on Twitter, and he was in one of my favorite fights of all time with Yoel Romero. That's a personal favorite of mine, and I just I think I, he does he should piss, he should piss me off because he doesn't fight at all, but he doesn't because he's hilarious. And I love him for it. So, and when he he's does fight, so it's entertaining. Funny. He's so funny. Like him rubbing his or him Dude. and Luke Rockhold's fight was like me the memeiest the memeiest fight ever. When he fought Marvin Vittori, he was hitting Marvin Vittori with bricks for, for with bricks for fifteen minutes, and Marvin didn't move. And Paulo, you could see <laughs> that's yeah. when Paulo just decided he didn't want to cut weight for the fight, and then blamed it on Marvin for wanting to fight at middleweight. Like he does stuff that should piss me off, but I think he's funny. So. And then he got hammered the night before. <laughs> he got hammered before he <laughs> fought Izzy for the title. <laughs> Dude, what a goober. Did you see him 10-8 uh, Brian Ortega on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he posted a picture of Tracy Cortez, and then uh, Brian Ortega posted this like long, sappy tweet. <laughs> and then Paulo posted a picture of like an app with a hand on it very much so insinuating it was like 
Tracy Cortez's ass. <laughs> he almost sucks at like he sucks at tweeting, but like it makes it really fun. Well, yeah, he can't. He, just, his English is so bad that he just his English is broken. Um, yeah, it's right. I don't know. And then God, what was it? He just. He, like when he this fight with Alaskarov got announced, he literally went on Twitter the day of and said, "This fight's not actually happening. I happening. I never signed for this, and it's been on that UFC website for months." And then <laughs> two days ago, it comes out that it's he pulled like he's not fighting, and he just tweets out, "Where's Gourmet Chen Chen?" and he puts out Hamzat's picture. That's what I love that he calls Hamzat Gourmet Chen Chen. <laughs> I I love him. I think he's hilarious. So yeah, Paulo Costa is my fifteen. Dude. He is hilarious. He is dynamite. That's a good 15. I kind of forget about him. Um, yeah, word. My Dude, my list is... There is some old heads on here. I believe my, it. My number 15 is an old head already. I mean, this guy's an old head. This guy's literally been fighting for like 14 years. Um, still fighting. Uh, Dominic Cruz is the man, dude. He... It's, I love Dominic Cruz, man. Dude is a absolute monster. Yeah, I like him just even announcing fights now, too. He breaks down shit really good. Dude, he's one of the best shit talkers in UFC history. He's just super straight to the point. Have you watched, like... I mean, a lot of my stuff now, dude, is because of, like, the Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, his... Dude, he's he was just such a savage... Like, he was so pissed that one of his guys, he's like, I need you to actually not say another word for the rest of the entire day. Like, to his own, to the kid that's on his team. Like, he was so, like, pissed at this. I don't know. I think, I like that pick. He's not on my list, but Dominic Cruz is sick. Dude, he's, like, sitting across from TJ Dillashaw, and TJ Dillashaw's like, whatever, dude. I don't even want to talk to you. He goes, you have to talk to me, dummy. We're sitting right across from each other. What do you stop talking about? You have to talk to me. <laughs> like, dude, he 10-8 TJ in, the, in that buildup with words probably a hundred <laughs> times. So he just picked TJ apart in the buildup to that fight. Oh, he's the man. All right, Cole, who you got? Well, I guess mine is more of an old head just because he is retired. But I got Chuck Liddell, Iceman. Mainly because he was one of the main guys that just got me super stoked into fighting. Like, even now recently, like, that was before I even knew he was on the Ultimate Fighter with, against Tito. And that shit's yeah. golden, dude. <laughs> like, when they played dodgeball and shit. Yeah, um, you can't make yeah. that up. Yeah. That's, I think that's that's one of the first uh, Ultimate yeah, Fighters. I was going to say, it has to be. Yeah. One of the first ones I watched. I do have some. I have some. I was, like, oh. young, dude. I have some older people on my list. I do. Um, all right. 14 for me is a guy I used to really dislike because of what he did to one of my other favorite fighters. But now I love him is Charlie Olives. That's where I have Charlie. 14. His, yeah, his, uh, his, breakthrough, his, his breakthrough. He beat up two people I dislike in Poye and Gaethje. He just beat, knocked out Dariush, and the I am illuminated by God stuff just gets my blood going. I love it. So yeah, we can keep yeah, it. We dude. can keep it short and sweet because I know he's coming up on Noah's list. But yeah, that's where I got him. Is fourteen. Yep. Yeah, dude. I'm surprised he wasn't higher up on your list, Josh. I thought he was one of your favorite fighters for sure. Correct. Yeah, dude. I was a Charlie Olives hater. I was too. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm a huge fan. I'm like the biggest fan ever. He damn near snapped Tony Ferguson's arm off, and I immediately just hated the guy for like six months. And then he won the belt, so I liked him. Yeah. 
He's the man. What can you say? Not much more to say. Because I'm going to talk about him later. I was going to say, I swore he was going to be in your top five. Like, honestly, like in your top five, straight if up. If it was current fighters, My... you would. Yeah, if it was current. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. See, most of mine are current, which is which is whatever. Uh, Noah, do you want to go with your number 14? My number 14 is Renan Barrow. People wow, <laughs> that is not a name. I thought I used to talk. Renan yeah. Barrow. I was a big Renan Barrow fan, man. It's sort of like UFC 1 used to be Renan Barrow all the time, and that game's like 10 years old. That game's so old. Dude, he was used to love so him. good. He's so sick he dominated he didn't lose for like 12 he was on a crazy tear he was on a crazy especially for those lightweights like i don't know man and in Barra wasn't a it lightweight. was like him and demetrius and i don't what did you say josh you cut out oh i said henan Barra wasn't a lightweight no. I said no, not lightweight as in weight. I'm just saying like like lightweight, like oh. lighter weights. Like I feel like oh okay, USC like and just like all those smaller guys. Like there wasn't very many of them that were studs. Like it was always just like Rampage Jackson, Chuck Liddell, like Tudor, just like just the big studs. Well, 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 I know Rennell it's hopped up on the scene. And he was a menace. Well, I know what's kind of crazy. He's still only 36. He feels so old. Really? What? Yeah. That's, he wants to, that is crazy, bro. He can still fight. His la, his last fight was four years ago on the UFC. Um, he hasn't when he was so you would have been he retired when he was thirty two. Like. Damn, dude. All dude, right. He was the man. He he threw some wild stuff in there. Yeah, he, he did. Exciting to watch. Cole, who do we got at fourteen for you? Fighting soon, Sean O'Malley is my number team. Fucking love watching. I I love watching the kid fight. Like, yeah, he's excited. I'm thinking now, like, if if he's fighting, he's one of the guys for sure that I will have. Like, I have to watch. Oh yeah, you always like, do. There are people even that I have higher than him on this list that are like I would say just I would like better. But when he fights, he's just somebody that I have to yeah, watch. Yeah, he's, so he he's must watch television for sure. He is. He is. He's so exciting too. Like God, man, he really gets in there. He's a dude that talks the talk and absolutely walks the walk. Right. That Piotr Jan fight was electric city. That was <laughs> so good, dude. We thought Peter Jan was gonna like wipe the floor with him mm-hmm. for the most part, but dude, I don't know. He throws. He's definitely. He's just. He's fresh for the UFC. I think. Yeah. Like he just throws a lot of different shit. I did not include. Sure. I did not include Sean. I like him though. I do like him. I do too. All right, number thirteen, one of the most I'd say disliked UFC fighters of all time, probably because of his arrogance and his Dana White privilege, you could say. Uh, but it is Minnesota's own Brock Lesnar, one of the old uh, one, one oh, of the. Wow. He is one of the old heads I have gone back and watched every single fight of. I just think it's cool to have a Minnesota guy there, but it's also cool yeah. just the way like he was just a bull in a china shop when he was in there, which I thought was funny. And I I know he lost to Overeem. So because, I know he had diverticulitis though, so that obviously plays a part because that's bad. And he fought through yeah. it, but like yeah. 
I, he had so many dream fights that I know he would have probably lost against like John and DC and people and Stipe. Well, but like, like the worst gun fighters. Yeah, yeah but like lost, sure. I know, but like those fights, the build ups, like the build up between him and DC would have been insane um, if they yeah, ever fought. Yeah. Like just these two national, these two collegiate phenom wrestlers, and then when Brock came in after DC knocked out Stipe and shoved him across the octagon, I think Brock's I think Brock's electric. And I, I'm also oh, probably partial like because I was a WWE nerd when I was super little, so I learned to, I, I got to watch Brock Lesnar and do that stuff too. So big, I like Brock for old old heads. I like him, dude. I kind of he's on my uh, honorable mentions list. Thought about having him on here. He was the man. He was like one of the people that we would buy like UFC pay per views for because we loved Brock <laughs> so Brock so sick. Much. You only like him if you're a Minnesotan. I feel like if you're a UFC fan of Minnesota, yeah, that's probably. <laughs> he's probably irrelevant, like to most people regarding you. Like if they only like UFC wise watching him, which is weird. From UFC, he has like two thousand acres in Canada, yeah. in the middle of nowhere. He has like his fully functioning ranch on like two thousand acres. Which is bearded, the bearded butchers is his too, isn't it or whatever? Something like Low that. Low key, yeah. it's kind of it's huge, bro. I know, cool. I know you just said like he'd be—he's kind of irrelevant to non-Minnesotans, but like nobody has title defenses at heavyweight outside of like Stipe. <laughs> Um And Brock Lesnar, I has, guess you're right. Yeah, Brock I mean, has a few. Like he beat Couture. Know who he is, that's for he sure. beat Couture. He beat—he took it from Couture. Then he beat Shane Carwin. He beat Frank Mir. Like he's got title defenses. Like yeah, and, dude. Especially like Frank Mir. Like everyone, you're right. Frank Mir is a stud, dude. Yeah, and Shane's a freak. He was I know, like, I know. Shane, I feel like watching him do like head kicks for heavyweights was like he was like the first one. I feel like to kind of start doing Shane, that. And Shane Carwin never won a belt, but Brock fought him when Shane Carwin was knocking everybody out sub sixty seconds. He was like the Ganu of that losing time. People. <laughs> and Brock just Brock almost got finished right away, and then just dominated him in the second round and got the finish there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Had an arm choke. Him. Brock I watched that live, dude. Shane Carwin lit Brock on fire with his fist in round one, and then round two, he took him down, head and arm choked him. Crazy comeback. Mm-hmm. All right. Noah, who do we got that's at a great, 13? That's a great pick. I have, um, at, at 13, I have the guy that beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar for the first time, Cain <laughs> uh, Velasquez. <laughs> I'm surprised you could do it. Dude, I was such a Kane hater, like, before the Brock fight. I'm like, Brock is just going to mop the floor with this little tiny Mexican heavyweight who's, like, 230 pounds. And then Kane just went in there, and, oh, my gosh, did he put it on him. There's Okay, there's no way Brock was the betting favorite of that fight. What do you got? What I'm do you pretty guys... sure he was. Really? I'm looking it up right now. I, don't, I remember the He was. Okay. Uh-huh. Brock was a minus 135 favorite. Kane was at plus 105. That kind of surprises me. Well, I knowing now, like... Him, but... Yeah, I guess knowing Dude, now. Kane was, like... He was such an interesting, like, heavyweight because he just had cardio for days and just went in there and just put it on people. Mm-hmm. And they just could not keep up. I feel like Kane would have been one of those guys I would have loved if I was watching him in his prime. I just never got the chance to. I The Kane Velasquez, I know, is the one that got his ACL torn and knocked out by Francis Ngannou in Minnesota, actually. Fun fact. 
Um, but, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, a, that was a main event in Minnesota. Um, but yeah, okay, Cam Velasquez. I kind of, he's one of those older guys I assumed would be on your list for sure. Yeah, dude, especially, so I watched JDS knock him out because that was on Fox Live. Me and my dad watched that. And then uh, when he fought JDS the second time, it was one of the more brutal moments I've watched. Yeah, he dominated. Kane went in there like a bat out of hell and just beat the hell out of JDS. It was nuts. (laughs) It was nuts. All right, Cole, number 13, (laughs) who do we got? The West. Max Holloway is at my number 13. Um, oh, God. He's higher up. Yeah, he's I, I, much I higher thought for, he me. Would be for you guys. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll probably, I won't say very much then, but I don't know. It's just his fighting style, I'll say for me then. I think he's just sick. Like when he screamed yeah. at Kelvin especially, like that's when he really like just caught my attention. Screaming is the best boxer in the, the UFC. So many of right. my favorite UFC uh, moments. Like and then he just pieced him the fuck up. The whole, like it was just so many. insane to watch. Like you could even if someone put that in a movie, like you would say it was unrealistic. Mm. But oh shit happened. Yeah, it's so many. It's crazy. Of, Max so, is sick. He's crazy because so many of his viral moments aren't like one shot knockouts or crazy submission no, stuff. No, no, it's the yelling. He helps people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Face. What when he what he did to Ortega? What he did to uh, yeah, Cater? When he I mean he knocked out. TKO Jose Aldo twice in a row, like two fights in a row. Like he's a badass, yeah. and he would fight anybody. He tried to fight. Yeah. I mean, he tried to fight Khabib. Dude, like he battled Volk first fight. Yeah. Dude, dude, I wanted him to fight Khabib. He would have lost, but that yeah. would have been sick. Nobody, Justin Poirier, that war, bro. Yeah. Oh my god, that was a fight. Nobody built like Max Holloway should be challenging Khabib, but Max was convinced he was gonna beat the piss out of Khabib, and it was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the best is like when they're at the press conference, and Khabib said something. Yeah, Khabib's then, like, "There's no way you believe you can beat me," and or something like that. It's like I wouldn't be here if I did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> like, we're gonna get back God. to Max. He's uh, yes, I have a lot more to say about Max. <laughs> Number twelve is for me the holder of the 2023 Knockout of the Year, as well as may I say the greatest middleweight of all time, Israel Adesanya. My continued hot take. That's one person, yeah. My continued hot take that he's the greatest. I don't care. But I think, I just think Izzy's awesome. His I know people think his personality is cringy. It is. But some of it's awesome. His When he, when he fought Pereira, the celebration after he knocked out prayer is i think the best celebration of all time like for sure i just for sure i i love i want every time he does a fight breakdown or like a fight night or ufc pay-per-view recap on youtube i watch every single one just because i think it's interesting to hear him talk about it i mean he's a converted kickboxer that had turned into one of the goats like he learned how to fight off a wrestler which i think is impressive too his when he's when he's hot there's not a person on this planet that is Chris Burr on the feet. Not one person. When Izzy's hot, there is no one that is better on the feet. He is, man, dude, he is something else. He was such a breath of fresh air for that division yeah. when he popped into it. Like, oh, my God, man. I, he's just exciting and he's crisp and, oh. I, wouldn't, I like Izzy now. I he was a huge Izzy hater. I'm a big fan. I would not have Izzy on my list on. I did I, like he wouldn't have made my list until he had that knock he knocked out Pereira, had his redemption arc. 
did the three arrows, went and played dead in front of his kids, I, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, like I don't yeah, know, I, I'm, I love it. I love Izzy now. I'm gonna he's he's my favorite current middleweight. I would say. I know he's not Dude, yours, Izzy, but I will never forget. I was I was at basement bar in the cities watching it on my phone, and I saw because Poetan clipped him and then put him into the like against the cage, and I walked away because I thought Poetan yeah. might finish him. And then I literally, like, I'm walking through the crowd, not looking at my phone. I look at my phone to see the right hand slip, right hand, and yeah. just put him away. And I was, I literally screamed by the bar, and people were looking at me like, yeah. what the hell is It was, it was doing? identical to the finish in the first fight when Pereira finished him. Like, he pushed, he got him against the fence and just started throwing bombs. Izzy was ready this time yeah. for the bombs, and yeah. I don't know. Izzy was, yeah, Izzy's my number 12. All right, Noah, who do we got? Uh, I have Nick Diaz at 12. Um, so I didn't really watch him. I didn't watch OG Nick Diaz that much. I watched him fight Anderson when he was laying down, like, come on, fight me, Anderson. Like, come on, come at me. I saw some of his fights, but like some of like the documentaries and stuff about those old fights are just awesome. Like against Robbie Lawler. That's one of my favorite, like stories Joe Rogan tells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's just like standing across the cage flicking off Lawler Stockton motherfucker Stockton 209 <laughs> and then just went in there and knocked him out so hype dude I love Nick Diaz my Nick Diaz confession is that the only full start to finish Nick Diaz fight I've ever watched is his comeback against Robbie Lawler so I can't really speak on him I only know the highlights I know I've seen the interviews and stuff but Dude, old man Nick Diaz, no training, walks into the fight and throws the worst spinning wheel kick I've seen in my entire life. Yeah. That shit was awesome. I love him. God. Well, that was, that I feel like they didn't throw many kicks in general. They're just big boxers. Yeah. They're just sluggers. Oh, my God. Unconventional Guys, Paulo Costa Hamza just got announced for 294 in Abu Dhabi. Shot uh, just now. Spinning back fist on Twitter just tweeted it. Shut <laughs> up, dude. Pause. Need to talk about it. Well, that's hype. <laughs> that is hype. Oh my bro. Uh, I, smashes him. I don't know. No, I don't think either of them smashed the other one, but I think it is awesome. I like seriously. I don't know. There's not a fight that could be made in the UFC right now that would excite that excites me more than that. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. If I'm a betting man, I'm putting money on Paulo straight. I'm up. gonna pick Paulo. I, we need to make a bet now. Okay, <laughs> I got Paulo. I got Paulo. I got Paulo. I got Hamza. Then, so what are we betting? <laughs> I fe- let's not do money. Something fun. Yeah, let's do. Hmm. <laughs> Wonder what the betting odds are going to be. That's going to be like close to a pick on my bet. Right, it has no, to we, be, right? I'll I'll be the odd man out here. I'll be the odd man out here. Paulo by finish. That's the only way I win. How about this? Here, I have an idea. I get Paulo by decision. Cole gets Hamzat by decision. Noah gets either Paulo or Hamzat by finish. Bet. Is that fair, okay. Cole? That's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I really might be finished. <laughs> Neither of the the only person that's ever finished Paulo is Adesanya. 
Kamzat's obviously never been finished. I feel like finish is a t- like it's a risky bet. <laughs> In my bed, just saw Hamzat getting chinned and knocked out. That was Dude, what, if, what if Paulo goes in there and just butchers him? Like, just absolutely <laughs> ragdolls him? I'm scared, he might just, I'm scared he might just be too big, but Hamzat's like, what, 6'2", 6'3"? Oh, well, Hamzat's big, you know too. I want? <laughs> yeah. Right, no, that's, I know, but... Different Dude, weight. I don't know. Would it be if Hamza like shot a double on Paulo and Paulo just stuffed it and threw him <laughs> to the ground? Dude, and uh, that pr- I can't wait for the press conference now. That's gonna be you know how funny their press conference is gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's just gonna be Hamza saying, gonna be like, "I killed this guy." Yeah, Hamza's just gonna, gonna be like, "Hamza, yeah." Paulo's gonna be drunk. Hamza's gonna be saying, "I'm gonna kill this guy and I'm gonna smash him over and over again" because those are the only six words he knows. It's gonna be awesome. Kill, kill and smash. That's all he knows. And brother, brother. Oh my gosh, brother. I am excited for that. Okay, sorry I had to interrupt to uh, share that. That's why. He, that's why oh, the we Paulo, brought it up before yeah, we even started this. That's, that's why sick. that's why the Paulo Alascara fight did not materialize. Is I can see them pulling Paulo and saying, "Hey, take Hamzad." More obviously, more money. It's a draw. Both of those guys are draws, that, and it's in yeah. Abu Dhabi. Yeah, <laughs> I'm juiced. I mean, that's way more exciting to train. I'm thinking like training aspect. Yeah. Like that's not that exciting to train for it. Ikram fight instead yeah. of Hamza. Like, that's that, sick. Let's yeah. be real. That Paulo Ikram fight didn't make any sense from the beginning. <laughs> it was kind of well. I think Paul, I think they're like they need to get Costa fight because yeah. it's just like I think it would have been a fun like it yeah, been a, I mean, been this a fun is fight, this but, is ideal for everybody. Oh my god, I'm pumped. I'm so excited. Um, I love that. Okay, I have two fights fight announcements back to back. It's on my Twitter right now. Paulo Hamzat. Then Emily Ducote, who's twelve and eight, is welcoming Ashley Yoder back from a two-year layoff, who's fighting in the UFC with an eight and eight record. That's so sad. <laughs> 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 Bro, what the hell is that? I'm hoping for that before they posted the follow fight. God. Okay. So, all right, back to where we were. So Izzy was my. Third or twelve? No, did you say Nick Diaz was your twelve, right? Josh, I'm so curious to see what your top. Why are you curious, Cole? I feel like you guys should know. I did too. I did too. Okay. Hey, I, I lost you guys. Right, I lost, anyway. I'm like, hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! I lost you guys for a little bit. What were you saying? I lost you guys after Cole said, you're, I'm curious what your top five is going to be. And that kind of surprised oh, me. Because I, like, I feel like I you know guys, who your one's going to be, and I know who like your two or three is going to be. I feel like you guys should be able to guess probably at least four out of my five spot for spot. I think I, think, <laughs> I, think I, could, I think I could get the top three right now in order. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Well, uh, we'll, uh, we'll find out when we get there. But all right, okay, okay, okay. Cole, who's your twelve? This is where I have Charles, and I'm shocked. I, I thought I'd have him the highest out of all three of you. I have, um, I have highest. Yeah, I think. I mean, his just like the story. I think for Charles mm-hmm. is just unreal. It is like. That's. I mean, that's pretty much it for me. You can explain a lot more when you pick him, but yeah, he turned. Charles up- is sick. He built so him, sick wins. Yeah, he built himself into a draw. 
he's the most exciting fighter in the UFC currently. So, like, I think yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Like, nobody, no, name another jujitsu technician who's developed the striking that he has. Like, name one. Like, well, that that's guy, what I was thinking. Like, because he, like, once he broke the record for submissions, he all of a sudden turned into just a. Yeah. The, like, one of the more dangerous guys on the feet in the UFC. It's absurd. Yeah. He's so dynamic. Yeah, dude. Oh, I love him. <laughs> all right. He went from like the jujitsu practitioner to that division to the best striker in yeah. the whole division. He's yeah, great. I can't wait for. We'll let Noah. We'll yeah, let you. Like, Noah, we'll let you go on a. We'll let you go on a fighting guy like that. We'll give Noah his own personal monologue when this arrives. Um, all right. My, oh yeah. My number eleven is the biggest megastar in UFC history, Conor McGregor. This is where I have Conor. I mean, obviously, I th- I think he's hilarious. He's a draw. He's enter- He's a superstar. Um, every fight's entertaining, too. Like, he doesn't put on boring fights. Like, his rise, yeah. I mean, his rise was one of the most, I don't even know, notorious is a good word to w- describe it, too. Like, just his rise to the top Dude, and yeah. everything. He had the- Dude, he had the craziest on-the-scene <laughs> rise of all time. Yeah. It was he's just there's no one more fire yeah. on the mic and no one crazier yeah he's and the way he builds up a fight is unmatched he's one of those guys that yeah will uh, will draw ears to his voice when he's even 90 years yeah. old that's just how he is like he's got that mm-hmm. he's got the same effect on mma fans that like mike tyson has like that pull like mike tyson still gets boxing fans yeah. attentions whenever he speaks right now and he's obviously older and not competing mm-hmm. like uh, the Conor McGregor. I feel like Conor McGregor is like that. <laughs> He's high for me, so I like that pick a lot. I th- um, I, w- I guess I can go for at number eleven. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did Noah's put at eleven? I have, oh. I have ice, I have ice, man. Chuck oh, Liddell, the man. Okay. What can you say? Nice. Let's go. <laughs> I thought I'd be the only one to have him for some reason. I mean, like, when the UFC started blowing up, he was the man, dude. Mm-hmm. He was knocking people out. That dude has hands for days. Mm-hmm. I mean... And even now, he's still relevant now. Like, he hasn't... He's really not, yeah. like, well, around the UFC. Well, he think. dove like, into... Too much. He, he dove kind of in, does his own thing. Yeah, well, he dove into Hollywood, too. Like, he was in some movies and did some acting stuff, too. Just because, I mean... Yeah. How many yeah. stars did you... Like like nationally known people that the UFC have at that time. Like you can probably count yeah. them on one yeah, hand. True. Like I didn't know, For I didn't sure. watch UFC when I was, when he was around, but I knew who Chuck Liddell was. Like it was, I knew right. him, I knew him and Brock and Tito Ortiz and you know, people like that. Like that's the only people I knew. Yeah. So, Dude, right. Chuck Liddell has really fought everybody too. I mean, he's fought Tito, Mo- Rich Franklin, Vanderlei Silva, Rampage. He's really fought everybody. Vitor Belfort. I mean, like this guy, Kevin Randleman. Yeah. He's fought everyone in the yeah. old days. He this is. man literally has fought everyone. He has. Like what, dude? Knocking out Kevin Randleman, Vitor Belfort, and Alistair Overeem? That's yeah. a crazy he was stat a, He's line, a savage. Dude. He's what? a savage. That's one of my favorite MMA trivia like fun facts ever is that Chuck Liddell knocked out has a knockout win over Alistair over him. I love it. Mm. Speaking of that, Cole, I know he sent him into the shadow yeah. realm too. Cole, we'll get to here. Have you guys seen Alistair over him recently? 
He weighs like 200 pounds. <laughs> He's tiny. Yeah, he hopped off the gear. Yeah, he got off the gear. He is tiny. <laughs> He's so small. Man, that's a shame. Everybody loves Uberim. Oh, yeah. I was kind of hoping he was going to hop into, like, K1 kickboxing and stuff. Or what? some some league where he could just kickbox and he could go on as many steroids as he wanted to and bring it back. But All right, Cole, who we got at yeah. number 11? Um, I have one of the dudes, he was on the card for one of the only fights I thought he did lose to Conor McGregor, Bob Jose Aldo in this spot. Um, he was, I mean, mainly for like his stretch to start the UFC, he was probably the best of all time in that division. Oh yeah. Well, he probably I mean, he might still be honestly, I mean, probably still is just, it sucks to see the way he kind of ended. Like he had quite a bit of losses. Um, that hurt a lot. Well, that's just, so many yeah, that's notable just, victories, dude. And that leg kick alone, like for how little he is, he would snap my leg in half with like, yeah. Just I don't know, for a guy that didn't speak any English on the mic for someone like we didn't understand at all. He was was a, such a big draw for mm-hmm. even like the U.S. Fans. Dude, he was lighting people up for a decade. He was he was untouchable until he got to McGregor. Mm-hmm. I mean that Chad right. Mendes fight. He he still four one him, but it was a banger of a fight. Well, that was the second time. Like he, he smoked him in the first fight. Yeah, need him in the first. Mendes, and then who? Like it was like obviously Frankie Edgar, um, Uriah Faber, like all those guys just in their primes. He, was, he beat so many studs. Korean Zombie, Uriah Faber's leg, Korean Zombie, dude. Right, Cub Swanson. Swanson was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I love, I love Aldo. All right, top I ten. I cheated with my ten. I have, I have two people because I couldn't pick. Sorry. All right. Cry about it later. Top ten. We have Showtime. Anthony Pettis is my number ten. I always freaking forget. <laughs> About Showtime, dude. Why do I why do I always forget about Pettis? Josh. Oh, it's a great like showtime. It's literally in his name, honestly. I had showtime to, so yeah, he's, he, like I, I've told this story on here. He was he's like the guy that my older brother showed me highlights of to get me into the UFC. Like his just dynamics like dynamic of all dynamic striking. Obviously I mean, he was a great he was like he's winning fights in boxing too. I mean, who did he, he yeah. just beat Roy Jones Junior in boxing, who I know is old but it's still Roy Jones Junior. Um, it's Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, <laughs> Roy Jones Jr. could be eighty-seven years old and be up. So <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, and so and I mean, just in like he did knock out. The reason he's not higher is because he did knock out someone that is going to be coming up on my list later, um, which makes me sad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that's crazy. To, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Anthony Pettis, love him. I mean, he's got the. <laughs> showtime kick he's got it all he puts on wars his fight with tony was a war his fight with dustin was a war like he just puts on battles yeah yeah yep. all yep. right he's the man and i forget about him all the time all right yeah i think you yeah you forgot about him on the striking list too josh you are you here yeah i know i forget about him all the time man <laughs> i don't know I love Anthony Pettis, too. It's not even that I don't like him. I love Showtime. Ugh. Shame. Shame, Noah. Shame. Well, my 10, I have a tie. All right. And I'm sorry. I cheated. 
but I, I, I simply cannot. I don't know who I like more, Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor. It's two way, two way tie at ten. <laughs> I like Conor that. McGregor. I thought about I, putting him higher, that. but like, like pure my my own pure how much I like people. Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo are both at ten because I love both of them so dearly, and they're so sick. I mean, Jose Aldo, like I I watched him so much right before he fought McGregor. And I mean, God, going into the McGregor fight, I was all Connor. Mm-hmm. But man, Jose won me over switching divisions and becoming a contender, like a beast. Mm-hmm. Like, ah. I mean, he fought, yeah, he fought for the interim belt after Cejudo left. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he made it, he had a title fight at 135 against Peter Jan. So, like, yeah, that dude's a, he's yeah. a dog. You did cheat, you did cheat, beast, though. Man. You did cheat, though. Um, all right, cool. Number Got 10. It. She goes, yeah, he did. Bro, the top 10, this is where it gets so freaking sketchy. Honestly, all be interchangeable for me, I think. Like, it's honestly pretty absurd how close this all is. Um, ah, give me Robbie Lawler at my... Like, but the best fight ever in the UFC. I think if anybody even watched his retirement fight without watching any of his other fights, like... That'd be one of their favorite fighters just alone from that uh, recap video of his career. Mm-hmm. One of the nicest Ooh. dudes in the UFC. One of the most violent dudes in the UFC. Probably is the dude. most violent dude. Um, He's the man. He just goes in there and puts on a show. Right. And then he just, I hate, honestly, how nice he is afterwards. He's a little too nice for me. <laughs> That's why he's at my number 10 and not any higher. All right. <laughs> I just, so I love Robbie. He's, he's so sick. Impossible not to. Yeah. All right, number nine for me is the current fighter who I think right now cuts the best promo in the UFC, the best post-fight speeches, win or lose, it's Michael Chandler. That's who I got at number nine. I thought he was going to be your five, man. I did. (laughs) I really thought he was five. I got Michael Chandler at nine. I love him to death. Love him to death. I mean, every fight, every fight's he's, incredible. Uh, he's electric. I fucking love Michael. <laughs> he's so sick. Dude, he's so sick. Dude, dude. Uh, I, I'm gonna wait to say when I, I have something to say about him, but he's. Uh, oh no! He's yeah, okay. Violence too. Like, there's so many guys in the UFC now that are just they don't. I feel like they don't care about losing. They just want that bonus, and and I love that. Michael like, Chandler does it right, dude. He does it right. Screw a belt, man. If you're, I want to make I mean, money. I want to, yeah. Money. Be the biggest, be a top, be a top three draw at the UFC rather than a champ. Because like, Islam's a champ, but does anyone fucking like him? Like, no. only Russia. I don't know. Only Russia. Likes only him. I mean, kind of, right? Exactly. He just <laughs> no, no worldwide fame. Dude, I love, I love fighters that actually probably would have a good fight IQ, and they just throw it out the window to put on a show. Mm-hmm. Like, Michael Chandler knows what he needs to do to win. He just doesn't care. <laughs> He's just the man, dude. All right. Number nine for me was Iron Mike. All right. Noah, who is your number nine? Love that. My number nine. Out of the blue. Carlos Condit, baby. I love the natural-born killer, Carlos Condit, man. That dude put on some wars. He was so sick, such a good fighter. I love him. Love him to death, man. Love him to death. I wanted to predict that one. 
I wouldn't have either. I, don't I, don't I mean, talk, he was, I he was a good fighter. I don't talk about him that much, but dude, Carlos Condit is the man. Dude, he fought GSP and lit GSP on fire. Lost the fight, won the war. <laughs> GSP's face looked like it went through a meat grinder by the end of that thing. Oh, Carlos Condit's so sick, man. All right, Carlos Condit, number nine. Cole, who do we got? Not, uh, bro, honestly, I'm making changes. I didn't even number my freaking top ten, so this is on, like this is pretty dang hard. But I'm rolling with Nate Diaz at my number nine. Of course, in my I think in the other pod, I had him like at my top ten hated or something. Yeah. That was a little ridiculous. I love I don't know. Yeah, you did have him in your top ten it, most hated. Like, yes. I think because even when we're always together, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. Nate, I mean, he's even on, on the mic alone. He's just, he is just top top tier when it comes down to it. Well, do you? And it is you, career not very good again. I know I've said that, but you were. Sh- I know that's why I'm going. I'm going completely against my word right now. Yeah, I didn't shit on him when I had him oh, in my top ten. I was literally I really just going to say you shit on this guy two weeks ago. Not much bad to say about him. I didn't shit on him at all. Yes, I don't you know. did. I'm not even sure why he was in my top ten. Yeah, you, well, if he's just... What did I say shitting on him was? You really did it. I remember him being like, I don't even know why he's up. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I'm saying you shit on no, him, but I just put him in my top I couldn't think of ten guys that I thoroughly hated. I told him. I was in Josh with 20 guys on my list. I was thoroughly struggling to have ten people for some reason. That, I don't know. All right. If you come... So let me take it back right here, you slut. <laughs> Dude, if you come from the area code 209, I fuck with you. I love <laughs> Nate Diaz, dude. All right. Uh, Number eight. R.I.P. to one of, the, one of the goats, Anthony Rumble Johnson. Rumble, R.I.P. Literally. One of the owl to the freaking moon. The knockouts. Love that, the knockouts, the power, knocking people out from 185 up to 265. That dude doesn't care who you are. He's going to put you to sleep. Put Glo- Nobody does to Glover Teixeira what he does to, what he did to Glover Teixeira. I love him. And Knockout Gus, dude. We got robbed Bubble of BC. We got robbed of one of my most excited I, I've been for a fight ever because he died when it, him and Yoel Romero almost fought in Bellator. <laughs> That would have been Electric Factory. <laughs> yeah. God, that sucks, man. Another one, but he, I have It always happens to the good ones, man. He was such a nice yeah. guy. I have him up there because he was one of my... Uh, he was one of the guys that got me into the UFC, too. It was him, Pettis, uh, people like that. Alexander Gustafson. Like, those are the kind of guys that got yeah. me into the sport. So, Gosh, I remember you being a big Rumble guy. I do. I think we were talking about Gus Rumble, and I wanted Gus really badly. And then Rumble went in there and... <laughs> Hit him with an uppercut. Yeah, that, you know, step into the nether realm. Mm-hmm. So my number eight, Rumble, Rumble Johnson. All right, no. My number eight is Anderson Silva. Yep, I have. Yeah, it's Anderson. Mount Rushmore fighters, you know, he's a beast. Second greatest middleweight ever. Can't hate on it. Yep, he's <laughs> he's the best middleweight ever. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever hey Izzy will get there Izzy will be the number one you know he if he goes in there and butchers you know DDP uh, I'll put him at one 
No, Anderson, yeah, you love it. I love Anderson, too. Can't hate on it. All right, Cole. This is my turn for number eight. It is. I, um, this is where I put Izzy. Oh. Damn, Izzy made your list <laughs> that high up, too. Dude, Izzy, I, I, he's, I, he's so sick. I mean, his only losses, I mean, I guess I've, for some reason in my head, I forgot he got knocked out by Alex. We're not counting that. But when he moved up to Jan, he pretty much just got smushed by him. Knocked out Alex. He's unanimously the best in that division. He's not going away. Um, well, he just... And he, I don't know. He just he really brought that new generation into the UFC. Like, I think him... I guess him and Connor mainly are those two, I think, I brought think, so many new fans to the yeah, UFC. Currently, he's the biggest draw in the UFC for sure. I mean... I know. Is he's like the lane for the fuck boys? You yeah. Know? He also wait. Did like he? All the, all the fuck right. boys. Baby. I mean, he's a weirdo. Know, like I don't like the fingernails done and stuff. That's a little weird for me. <laughs> like even that. But I mean, I guys. I mean, he does what he wants. He's an he's anime guy. He's an anime guy. Right. Let's go, big baby. He is. Let's go. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and he shows like dancing before a fight. That's gotta take so much energy. Like shoot. And then he just. I think that was the. I don't know if that was a Gashlin fight or what it was, but. He was doing straight up couples. No, he he danced. Before, he, wasn't that? I think he danced before the Whitaker fight. I think it was, was it the Whitaker fight. Whitaker, the Costa fight, one of them. Yeah, because then at yeah. the can. Oh, that's why he's not on my list. At the Cannoneer fight, he uh did the uh <laughs> the un, at the Cannoneer fight he did the uh, under it? the Undertaker thing when he played the Undertaker's music and walked out with the urn like electric. Yeah, yeah, he's sick. He's creative. All right. We got number seven for me, my favorite light heavyweight of all time, Yuri Prohaska. I knew he was going to be on your list. So <laughs> I knew. I hate that he's hot, dude. He's not on my. I hate. I just. You fucking love Yuri. I do. He's had three fights oh, in the UFC. Every shoot. single one has had an electric finish. <laughs> Put on one of the best light heavyweight fights ever. Like, he's just yeah. all, and then he's got the coolest training and mindset in the world, like his Bushido, like Samurai Code, whatever. Like, I love it. I mean, he, the dude goes and howls at the moon and kicks trees. That's what he does. It's awesome. I don't know. I don't think there's much else I need to say. That's just my guy. Looks. We are back and ready in action. Oh, comp- little, no computer freeze up. No one needed a potty break anyway. So uh, yep. we are back. But yes. Is it my turn? I honestly no, it's, uh, it's it's Cole. Or no, it's Noah's. Because we're at number seven. I, oh. just, I just picked Yuri. My, my seven is Mr. 209. <laughs> Nate Diaz, baby. Was he on your most right added list as well? Nope. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not, a, I'm not a fake fan like Cole. Whatever. N- nice sunglasses, Tanlin, Josh. I, did, I didn't say I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Josh, I, li- I like this banter we got going. I'll make fun of Cole, and then he just disses you. Yeah. And I just make it clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Nate Diaz. Cole, who's your number seven? <laughs> Oh, fuck. All right. This is... 
Uh, Anderson Silva. Sorry, I blanked. I kind of wish him and it didn't fight. Hey, that was a good Anderson. That was a revitalized Anderson that fought Izzy, though. It wasn't. It wasn't. He was like, making Izzy it was not a good. It was not a good Anderson. <laughs> wasn't a prime Anderson, but it wasn't a washed up Anderson. That Anderson that fought Izzy that night would have beat a lot of middleweights. I don't know. It just seemed like more of a show than anything for that fight. That's why I didn't really like it. But oh, Anderson, just an all-time great for sure. I don't think Izzy has passed him yet. Like Josh, I might real. He might have the best one. I'm much yeah. didn't. I don't know if we can say Anderson. That was a great Anderson because didn't he go after that fight? Oh, his fight after that was against Cannoneer. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm. It wasn't a prime Anderson. It was a. It was the best version of old Anderson, though. It was like his last like fight where he could kind of move well in there still. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, Izzy was throwing stuff, and Anderson was slipping and moving. Like Izzy mm-hmm. cracked him. All right, we are at number six, are we? Yeah, we are at number six. My favorite bantamweight of all time, who is also a current fighter and should be getting a title shot in his next fight, even though he's not, Corey Sandhagen. Ooh, Jesus. Hi, that's a stretch, Josh. No, he's not even on my list. How are you gonna tell me? Obviously. How are you gonna tell me it's a stretch on a favorite fighter list? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. That's a stretch, Josh. That's not. You can't like. No, him. I just love the guy, and I like. I've liked him more because he's really into sports psychology and stuff like that too. And I think his mindset where he talks about he just wants to like he goes in just ready to kill now and that helped him against cheeto and people like that yeah when sam higgins on man he is on I love that him. cheeto performance was incredible cheeto was fighting a phantom the whole entire yeah, fight he won san higgins first started winning me over with his wheel kick over marlon Marice. then he hit frankie mm. edgar with the flying knee then he put yeah. up an awesome fights, put up awesome fights against uh, Dillashaw and Jan. Like he's just fun. Yeah, he beat Dillashaw, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that had him in that backwards flying triangle crap. <laughs> like I think I just like him. And I think it's bullshit that that got called a stretch. If you want me to be honest. <laughs> yeah, how's it fun of you? I like I like him a lot. <laughs> it's a stretch. Hey Noah, I don't care who your number one is if it's your favorite fighter of all time. Oh, I know. Number six is uh, Aljamain Sterling. No, because I'm a man of the people, Josh. I don't have bad. I don't have a bad. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, it is gonna suck when Sandhagen loses to Umar too. I think Sandhagen is gonna beat Umar. I also think he's gonna beat Umar. Screw you, Cole. <laughs> All right, Noah. Who is your number six? My number six is was lower on my list until he went out like a boss, Robbie Lawler. Oh, wait. That that retirement fight and that retirement montage, man, revamp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the fact that like I, me and Cole just got to watch that fight against um, Rory. Rory Lyle. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. disgusting. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's just, you can't make that up. I can, I can talk about that forever for sure. He deserves I it. love when people's like, chins don't give, and it's just a bloodbath. Yeah. And that was one of those moments where like, neither, no one on that planet was knocking either of those guys out. Someone just had to yeah. quit. 
I mean, a broken nose, like, it probably, you can't stand, or you can't see with a broken nose. Yeah. Like, he just, he hit him in a perfect yeah. spot. Yeah. Because he definitely deserves, a spot, definitely deserves a spot on the list. For you know what's sure. crazy is if Rory stays in there and finishes round five, Rory probably wins that fight. I can see it, yeah. It was 3-1 going into the fifth. All right, Cole, who is your six? I re- when I first started making this list, I thought Conor McGregor is my number six. Um, when he was, I mean, obviously he started out in this. What was his lightest weight? I can't. I'm dumb, but his lightest. What was his lightest weight class that he fought in? Conor. Feather. Yeah. Featherweight. Yeah, his featherweight pictures. Like, I don't think there's a more savage like pick. He looked like a phantom. Yeah. Like in those uh, weight pictures. And then his hands, like, he was a big guy. Like, he doesn't really care about power, but, like, precision and timing yeah. is, like, the best thing. Mm-hmm. One of the, uh, his striking is just next level. Love Dude, and then him, like, he's, he's the only guy that can show up late and, like, really not show up to a whole entire press conference and get away with it. Mm-hmm. And still just. Love him. That is, the only, that is the biggest superstar athlete that I've been on since the jump. I remember mm-hmm. watching a. Uh, it was like a Fox breakdown of an upcoming card, and it was the card where he fought Marcus Brimage. It was his first fight oh. in the UFC. And I remember them talking about this, like, this, like, just electric personality coming out of Ireland. And I was hooked. I was like, this guy's sick. Yeah. And I watched him smoke Marcus Brimage. I watched him beat up Dennis Silver. Seaver. Dennis Seaver, I think. Yep. And then I was, I was like, on the Connor train since day one, dude. Oh. He's awesome. I love it. All right, we made it to the top five. I will start us off with my favorite lightweight of all time, El Kikui, Tony Ferguson. Five, dude. I thought he was going to be your two. Wow. <laughs> wow. Love me some Tony. I've, he's the guy I watch, I've, I'll watch his old fights on repeat. His Pettis, Kevin Lee, you name it. Pet, yeah, Pettis, Kevin Lee, uh, Barbo, like everybody that he just made look like sausage was awesome that whole streak you went on when he was on that 11 fight run people who were going up to fight him must have just been like god damn it (laughs) i'm going to get hurt for life after this fight (laughs) love him i know he's going out kind of going out sad now but he's so sad bro that's why i don't care i mean it's it's heartbreaking it really is heartbreaking um um, the fact that he never fought Khabib will just always leave a better taste in my mouth, biggest, man. That big, sucks. Yeah, biggest what if in MMA history, I no. think, is Tony and Khabib. I don't, I'm not saying he I don't think it's a what if, but. I mean, what do you mean? It would have been a sick fight. It would have been a sick fight. I the best chance of beating a prime Khabib. I'll say it. I'll <laughs> put that out there. All right. There's my number five, El Kikui. Noah, who do we got? At my number five. I have Charles Oliveira, the man who is illuminated by God. Had a baby girl and just can't be stopped. <laughs> Rose to the top, man. He's a beast. I love him. I love everything he stands for. I think he's so sick. And I was a huge hater. And he just completely flipped the tables. Now I'm like, I'm just diehard Charles, Charles Oliveira. Yeah. He's so exciting. He's awesome. Oh, love him. Don't blame you. Deserves a spot for sure. Cole, number five, who we got? Michael Chandler. Oh, 
dude, right? Oh my god. Oh, absolutely. Right now, Michael Chandler is one of the sickest fighters. Actually, obviously not the sickest fighter in the UFC right now, but I mean, dude, watching him fight is. It's like you, if you take your if you blink, you're gonna miss something crazy. Mm-hmm. Like he's much again. Like I was, yeah, I was just talking about the bonus thing. I mean, he's just he's must watch TV. Like he's just he one of those guys that you want to see him win again, of course, but you really don't care just because you yeah. know it's gonna be an absolute war. Yeah, for sure. And my he for my favorite fighter list, like it was mainly for me who I enjoy fighting the most for these mm-hmm. top five guys. That's it. All right. There's a girl floating in my pool right now with shorts and a long sleeve T-shirt on, just floating <laughs> on her back. Hey, she's, like, she had a she had a tough Tuesday, sorry. man. Had a tough Tuesday. Sorry. All right, number four. I am shocked that I did not think I was gonna have this guy higher than you guys on my list. This is where I put Robbie Lawler, and number four. I love Robbie. He's Lawler, my fa- man. He's my favorite legend of all time. Do it again. My top ten are interchangeable. I swear, like this is so hard. Everything's been said. I love him. Yeah, yeah, I I got Robbie at my four. Is there a better nickname for a fighter? Ruthless for Robbie. Ruthless. Yeah. Perfect name. Oh, Oh, dude. Buffer just had a heyday with Mm. Robbie throughout his career. Like Mm. ruthless. Like they had a moment in that last fight too. Like him and Robbie. They. I mean, you could tell that they really knew each other. Shit. I don't know. Shit's so cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, Noah, who do you got a four? I got my boy, Bobby Knuckles. I thought he was going to be higher, even. <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- I love Bobby Knuckles. He might have been my three, my two or three, but, uh, you know, he just got, he just had a terrible performance, so. <laughs> He's four. I, lo- I-, I just love him off the mic. He's such, like, a lovable. Like, when he's hot, he's just such a technician in there. Like, he's good everywhere. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate he just didn't show up to play against DDP, but yeah. what can you do? It happened. Yeah. All right, Cole, number four. Fuck, dude. God. I have, I have Volk at my number four right here. Um, just for dominance wise, uh, fuck, dude, this was so hard. <laughs> now that I think about it, I think I need a, I, th- I don't think I have an extra person. All right, anyway. <laughs> I did not include Volk uh, on my list. I didn't either. Oh, really? Uh, pound for pound, best in the, I think you almost have, I think you put him above John Jones, sad to say it, but. Oh, I mean, okay. dominance-wise, I'm surprised he didn't make your guys' list all for, like, fan-favorite-wise, because we talk yeah. about him more than yeah. a lot of the guys, like, especially on this podcast. We do, but, yeah, we yeah, do talk about him a lot. Enough, all right, top three. Should be undefeated. T- top Should three. Be undefeated. Top so three, we are going undefeated. I mean, he got, you know, didn't he, I mean, he lost before the UFC. Oh, well, in the UFC. Yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> He was gonna say yeah, he lost when he was fighting at welterweight or middleweight or whatever it was. But all right, yeah. number three for me is the nicest guy in town, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I knew he was gonna be up there for you. <laughs> love him to death. Love him to death. Love his striking. Love his personality. I love his YouTube channel. I love everything about that guy. I love that he beats up fighters I don't like. Um, 
nothing. I and I mean, just love him. And I don't got much else yeah. to say. <laughs> He's awesome, man. He's awesome. One of the best strikers <laughs> ever. He's sick. All right, number three, Noah. Justin Gaethje. Yes, sir. <laughs> so gross. There is not a more entertaining fighter to watch on the whole planet. When he goes in there, it is do or die every time, and it is amazing to watch, dude. Like, that dude. Liz. Dude, I love that thing so much. Oh, he's so fun to watch just walk into a firefight. It's just amazing, dude. And so, dude, he fucking cracks, like, him and Ferguson's fight will live in my head rent-free forever and ever. Like, just in the sound of his fist hitting Ferguson's face, it sounded like a baseball bat. It's a, uh, it's just so sick. And this, looking at Josh, like, go to hell. Just, like, bury his head in disappointment. Josh, it was so funny because Tony won round one. <laughs> the rest of the fight was just a beat down, dude. Those, those shots were just like... <laughs> Oh, so uh, fuck. <laughs> Man, Justin Gaethje. Justin's coming up on my list. I'm saying it already. All right, Cole, who's your number three? Uh, Brandon Moreno is my number three. Hell yeah, Cole. Hell yeah. Fuck, dude. Oh, shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, I figured he'd be on your top. I didn't know he'd be on your top three, but he's the nicest kid. I The one thing I... That's probably my only thing I don't like. He hugs a guy, like, during weigh-ins before <laughs> the fight. It's the one thing I wish he didn't do, but that's also something I like. Like, he says, probably has the strongest mindset in the UFC. Like, how does somebody do that? Dude, um, he just gets into wars with everyone, dude. That's what I, yeah, I mean, that's the second part. It's just him fighting is different. Like, if there wasn't Moreno, Figgy would be unstoppable and that because he was just so big for that division i don't think anybody beats figgy besides Brandon moreno yeah dude and like he's just only he's only been in wars his last like six fights mm-hmm. it's just incredible like, right. he broke his hand or wrist or arm or whatever it was in that pentosia fight and so obviously just went to absolute war because mm-hmm. he was imagine the- throw- how could you imagine throwing that and just like a little bit shatters like at a time each yeah like it just gets worse and worse mm-hmm. all right oh fuck top two max holloway is number two ah that's my two that's <laughs> my two baby let's go impossible not to like that man that's my yeah the is dude i mean what he's the man he is the man. So that's where, I, yeah, that's where I got Max Holloway. Dude, it was it was Jose Aldo one. Jose was cracking Holloway with everything he had, <laughs> and Holloway was just walking through it. And then round two came about, and dude, Holloway was just throwing one twos down the middle, getting pieced up by Aldo. He just outlasted him. It was <laughs> oh, Aldo, yeah, poor Aldo. I mean, that's another guy. It was just sad one because Aldo was just. Max is just too good. He is. Oh, literally, what, Max Holloway broke Aldo's spirit with his head being so hard. Like, Aldo's probably like, what can I do to get this man out of here? Like, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. All right, Cole, who do you got it to? This is where I had Justin Gaethje. Violence, man. Violence. Who? My favorite. Oh. Jesus. Huh? I said two? Jesus. <laughs> uh, I- yeah, absolutely. Cole, that's a stretch. 
Oh, is that, I was going to say, is that a reach, Josh? <laughs> uh, no, dude, there's not a, I don't think I've watched more YouTube clips. Well, actually, besides my number one pick, Justin Gaethje is, like, my most watched, like, clipped person in UFC. Like, so I know. Dude, he, he goes to war, and then he does, like, a giant backflip off the top of the stage. It's like, how do you not break your neck just from, like, exhaustion yeah. or break your ankles in the fall? So I just see his coaches like yelling, like, stop, don't do it. He just sends it 10 feet in the air. He's he just, so exciting, bro. So he, I, when he gets knocked out, he looks at Herb and is like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, he's no. Which is... Oh God! So I, Dude. I think I do know who both of uh, your guys's number one is. I knew what yep. I Cole. I had your I pre- easy, yeah. Cole. I predicted yours from the start. Noah, I'm surprised. I will say that my number one is Francis and Ganu. Surprised and shocked to everybody, I'm sure. But yeah, that's surprising. <laughs> always been my guy. <laughs> Thanks, bro. That dude's I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, he's about to go make uh, freaking $20 million boxing Tyson Fury now. Like, to get knocked the fuck out. I don't care. He's making $20 million. Then he's just going to go win. How does that help you? Well, because he's hey, going to. I am rooting for Ngannou. Don't then he, get then, it twisted. Yeah, he's no. going to. That's going to happen. Then he's going to go make a free million dollars every year in the PFL until he decides he doesn't want to anymore. <laughs> Good for him. He's gonna have fucking money after the next couple years. Yeah. Good for him. I know. Right. He does. I mean, taking the money away, it's the same thing I would do. Like as a fan, it sucks because mm-hmm. he's gonna fight nobody's after Tyson. Yeah. 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 Like, like, sweet. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch people literally die. Yeah, we are. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Josh, I can't believe our number ones didn't even make your list. Yeah, what? All right, Noah, share your number one. Hold the fuck. Could we just say it at the same time? Josh, you have to explain yourself. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, He's yeah. not on your list? No. <laughs> what the fuck? He's, an He's an a cocaine snorting, DUI, white shit. <laughs> He's an honor. He, I, I have him as an honorable mention. I do. See, no, where was Brandon Moreno on your list? I forgot him. Oh, I was like, that's that's why I was said I was surprised. I thought you had him at one. I was like, Jesus. No, 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 no. I got Jones, baby. Yeah, John. Jones. John Jones. Lisa, I'm shocked you didn't have Brandon. I mean, my, wait. So what were our top threes? I had Moreno, Justin, and Jones. I kind of forgot him. So I had uh, hey, Wonder Boy, Max, Francis. Josh, this is just wild. <laughs> yeah. Josh, that's a stretch, honestly. Everybody loves everybody loves Max. It's impossible to dislike Wonder Boy. The only person you can hate on is Francis. <laughs> Wonder, Boy, Wonder Boy almost made my top fifteen. Chill out. <laughs> All right, there it is, top fifteen. Are you guys ready for this week's topology time? Because I'm pumped. You guys are going to love this. Oh, dude, I, always, I forget about it every week. That's why it's so much fun. It's like a pleasant surprise <laughs> at the end of each podcast. No, you're going to love it. I'm out, dude. You well, got to go. I remember, but I get drunk by this time of the podcast. So. <laughs> you're going to love this one. This is Tapology Time, where we take the general consensus, national ranking, and global ranking of a user-generated list off tapology.com. And this week's topic is top 15 fighters you would want by your side in a bar fight. Oh yeah! Wait, this one has to be somewhat new, because like, because this is like, 
I have it right here, man. All right. I w- this is something I think about on a daily basis. So if I lose this, I'll be upset. Like here. I was, I was just, Wait, I'm just going to double check. Was it, was it bar fight or street fight? Oh, it's street fight. Sorry. Same thing. Well, actually, that is different. That is different. It's street fight. All right. So as you know, Cole and Noah are going to blind rank these 1 to 15. I'm going to give them to them in a random order. One point for being one off, two for being exactly right, and you get one flip-flop at the end. Noah, you are going to start us off this week with the first answer. We talked about them already today. Cardio Kane Velasquez. <laughs> One to fifteen again. You said correct. Yep, one to fifteen. Oh man, he would prime Kane would snooze a little, like almost all of the population. <laughs> oh, there's some people I'd rather have. I'm gonna go Kane at five. Cool. Lucky number seven. All right. Cool. Where are we putting John Jones? Oh. See, this is interesting. Number two. Cap. It's the baddest man on that planet. Like, I don't want to do. Had more street fight. He's up there. You give that dude distant brown and snooze 117 people. Hmm. I'm gonna put him at three. All right. Noah, where are we? Ah! Noah, where are we putting Junior Dos Santos? That's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) I'm going to put JDS at six. All these are going to be good. That's the thing that sucks. Like, we're going to use our top tens instantly. This is such an awesome topic. <laughs> See, this sucks. This sucks. I hate. I, I hate matching you. I am put. I. I don't want to put them underneath or like below Kane because I'd rather have them than Kane. So I'm putting one above them at six too. All right, Cole. Where are we putting Quentin Rampage Jackson? Oh God! <laughs> Dude, imagine him just with overhand right to the face. Dude, like, Quentin with a chain just growling at people. <laughs> What's that howling like a block away and all of a sudden, you know, that game of Rampage just comes in. Oh, damn, bro. Number three. I'm going to put him at... I'm going to put him at four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm just broke. All right. Where are we putting... Brock Lesnar. This <laughs> <laughs> is stupid, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna put it at seven. <laughs> Actually, all these guys. Take it back. I'm gonna put him at eight. Cap. Cool. Twelve. <laughs> Next, we are going to go with Vanderlei Silva. God damn it. <laughs> Dude, he's fucking scary. He is. That murderer is a gangster. Where are we putting him cold? Am I first? Yeah, you are. 
I do. I almost want to put him at my number one. Wait, who is it? Vander Vanderlei Silva, and Cole's starting. I'm putting him at number one. Okay. No. Huh? It would be my. I'm gonna put him at yeah. ten. All right. Noah, where are we putting Nick Diaz? Nick? Yeah, Nick Diaz. 15. Okay. Cole? 13. Cole, where are we putting Nate Diaz? Oh, shit. I'd rather have Nick. So that's right. I knew Nate was going to come on this list. 14. I'm going to also put him at 14. All right. Noah, where are we putting Dan Henderson? Oh, shit, dude. The H-bomb. I'm going to put him at... Ah, we'll put him at 9. This is, dude, this is the hardest one. <laughs> cool. I have, I have him at number 10. Okay. Cole, where are we putting Chuck Liddell? See, there he is. I fucking do it. Number five. Noah. Number seven. Fuck, dude. Noah, where are we putting Mark Hunt? <laughs> oh, bro, I didn't realize he had a losing record. Yeah. He's <laughs> 13 and 14. Like, that's brutal. You know, Mark Hunt is one of the most paid heavyweights of all time. I mean, <laughs> I, I can see it. Shit. I'm going to go Hunt at 11. Cool. 15. Cool. Where are we putting Kimbo Slice? Bro. <laughs> Fuck. I'm <laughs> number... He can't be that high to think I'm putting him above Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'll put him at number eleven. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Kimbo at twelve. Noah, where Kimbo! Noah, where are we putting Bass Rootin? Yes, that's who I've been waiting for, <laughs> baby. I'm putting Bass at two. Cool. This may be one of my switch. Nine. Alright, so Noah or Cole has four and eight left. Noah has one and thirteen. Cole, where are we putting Fedor Emelianenko? <laughs> Just the absolute monster of a human being. Number four. Noah, one or thirteen. I feel like that's gonna have a lot of respect. There's one at one at one. I don't know if he's gonna be on this list. Switch if you want. So where are you putting him? Thirteen. Thirteen. All right, Noah, you're number one. Cool, you're number eight. Is. Tell me it's in Ganu. Tell me it's, it's in not in Ganu. Oh, I'm gonna take a switch. It is Secret Service himself, Mirko Krokop. Nick, <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Do we 
have any flip flops? Uh, <laughs> oh, dog fight. Oh, wow, that was wild. <laughs> um, let me switch Ross Run and Rampage. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with my list as all is. right. So, my number nine and number three, got it. All right, so. The answer to number 15 is going to be a big zero for both of you. It's Junior Dos Santos. That's BS, dude. You rather have JDS than the DS brothers. Come on. The number 14 is going to be another zero. It's Miracle Crow Cop. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no. The number... He killed people with knives. <laughs> the number 13 is another zero. It's John Jones. I'm fucked. <laughs> good game, Cole. Um, uh, good game. The number 12 is a two-pointer for Cole. It's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'm so screwed. <laughs> oh, I'm a loser. You thought that was a bad pick. The number 11 is a two-pointer for Noah. It's Mark Hunt. You say two? Yeah, Noah had Mark Hunt at 11. Oh, my. So it's tied? Yeah. The number 10. Cole, who is your number 11? Uh, Kimbo Slice. Okay. I, so the number 11, or number 10, is a one-pointer for Cole because it is Kimbo Slice. Damn it. Number nine is going to be a zero-pointer for both. It's Chuck Liddell. The number eight is going to be a one-pointer for Noah. It's Dan Henderson. The number seven is a two-pointer for Cole. It's Kane Velasquez. Yeah. I got a point, baby. The number six is a zero for both. It's Vanderlei Silva. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. The number four. Oh, fuck. The num- that was my one. The number five is a one-pointer for Cole. It's Fedor Emelianenko. Hey. The number four. To tie it back up is a two-pointer for Noah with Rampage no! Jackson. So it's five to oh actually it's six to five Cole. The number I just got another point right here. Did you? Damn it! Well, I had rampant. No, I didn't. I switched it. Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> the number three is going to be oh. a zero for both. It's Nate Diaz. That's bullshit. The, oh, I'm fucked. The I'm, I'm, number two is a two-pointer for Noah and a one-pointer for Cole. It's Boss Rutten. Wait, so we tied. And then we got a zero. The number one answer was Nick Diaz. Oh, vomit. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Nick and Nate over all these guys. So here is, this is how we are. This you is know how many people Mirko Krokop would murder? Dude, if, if I had Mirko Krokop standing next to me, there could be a gang of 50 people and they would back down. <laughs> The answer, or the tiebreaker here, I'm going to allow both of you 
to text me a name right now that you think is number 16 on this list. And whoever is closer, so for example, if Noah would say TJ Dillashaw, it's not TJ Dillashaw, but if TJ Dillashaw was number 20, he would get be four spots away. So whoever is closer to 16 with their guess. trying to look at my list and see. <laughs> All right, Cole, where are we going? Uh, I don't like my answer at all, but I'm rolling with it. With I think the votes are going to go. I just texted, like, say two. I just texted my answer to them. Dude, this girl's an absolute vibe <laughs> right now. This is hilarious. Cole, are you going to text me? There it is. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I texted my answer to like the – yeah, where I was supposed to put your name, I texted the answer. All right. Cole, his answer was – I'm just going to start with Cole because he is the closest up on my text message list. He answered George St. Pierre. Which was an interesting pick. <laughs> I am uh, currently down to uh, number eighty-five and have not seen him yet. <laughs> he, there he is. He is at ninety-six. <laughs> All right. So Noah, you have to beat ninety-six with your answer of Francis and Ganu, <laughs> who is number eighteen. I knew you were gonna put that. That's- <laughs> Where's, where's Anderson Silva? He was going to be my other pick. Anderson Silva is at 21. Okay. The answer to number 16 is Alistair Overeem. Great. That's yeah. fine. All right. I'm buttered about the Diaz's, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That's so annoying. Like, yeah, they're not going to knock people out with one shot. That's what you need in a street fight. Uh-huh. You need to make the 10v1, 8v1 quick. Mm-hmm. All right. So we will come forward with our own top 15 next week of who you want by our side in a street fight that's a fun one this All is right. gonna be a really okay one. let's super quick ufc london what are we what are we excited about we don't need to make our picks but we can just talk about what we're excited about i mean i'm excited to see um we have to talk about our fantasy people yeah, at least we will because there's several i'm excited to see aspinall coming back from that knee. um i'm pumped to watch paul craig at middleweight so I have – there is fantasy implications. So I got one point from JDM last week. I'm the only one that had a fight last week. I have Leroy Murphy fighting Josh Koulibau. Um, and then I have Tom Aspinall fighting Mar- Marcin Tabura. And then Cole, I know, has Daniel Marcos fighting Davey, no. Grant, fighting Davey Grant. Um, Headlining the prelims. Yep. I think that's your own your own. Oh, Ann Cole also has Molly McCann as her woman in the co-main, or his woman in the co-main. Um, and then we got Cole or Noah. I don't think Noah has anyone. I don't think so. He does not. Um, a quick question about fantasy. What does that Paulo Costa fight implicate? Do I get him versus? Oh, I guess 294 is after UFC Singapore. So yeah, I, guess, I was going to say, if yeah. it's after the two months, you just get yeah. this. So I'm just going to get whoever Al Scarra fights. Gotcha. Perfect. All right, let, let me look at the card quick. I think Lero, I mean, Lero Murphy's an undefeated prospect. Aspinall's an awesome prospect. 
Um, Nathaniel Woods, really good. Paul Craig is going to be fun. Leron Murphy, obviously. Dude, Joel Alvarez is a dog. That guy knocks people out. And he goes on in the shield, and he's fight, fighting Mark Diakise on the prelims. That's going to be a banger. Brian Barbarena, always good for some action. Yeah. I think there's some fun stuff. There's some fun ones. Yeah, there is some fun fights, actually. Um, but, yeah, I think Aspinall is going to win. Yeah, I do, too. I think Molly McCann's going to win. Because Julia Stolyarenko is terrible. Um, <laughs> Nathaniel Wood, Andre Feely is going to be fun, but I think Nathaniel Wood wins. I think he might sub him, honestly. Um, but he's good. I don't know what's going to happen with that Paul Craig fight. I don't either. <laughs> Dude. They both kind of suck what? on the feet, and they're both. I feel like they cancel. They'll cancel each other out on the ground. <laughs> Because isn't Andre Muniz, isn't he like, uh, didn't he win like ADCC or something? Uh, he's, he's really good. Or something, he won some crazy I, cup. Brandon Allen just subbed him. Yeah, Brandon Allen did sub him. But Brandon Allen beat him up on the feet pretty good too. Um, yeah. Jai Herbert and Ferres Zium, I don't know why that's on the main card. I mean, they're both good. Like, they're both just average fighters in the UFC. Um, but yeah, Leroy Murphy. He didn't look the best in his last fight. He needs to come. He's twelve zero and one. He needs to come out and do something against Cooley Bow. But yeah, there's some fun ones. I still don't know why Cole picked Daniel Marcos. I think Davy Grant could beat him. I mean that. Gosh, JDM is your first pick, and that was a split decision. Did he lose? <laughs> Did he lose? Well, no, but like I'm just saying. You said our number one picks, and you thought that was gonna be an automatic KO. Did but he didn't lose, so it's not a negative. No, he didn't. So you can no, it, it's talking. I, I'm saying, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm just saying. <laughs> I got. I think I if we were betting on that, I would pick Davy Grant to win. It's good. I I think I like Davy Grant. And then I'm curious. I don't think the underdog. You guys also didn't like my Shavkat pick, so I'm excited to see how that one goes. <laughs> I guess I haven't looked. No, I don't, don't think. Kelvin, dude. He's a stud. I'm definitely gonna be uh, looking at the underdog lines on this one, on this card, for sure. But I don't think they're up yet. Oh, they are up. Tom Aspinall is only at 29 and a half significant strikes, and Marcin Taburas does not get finished. No. All right, let's just for funsies. Let's put up our just not official locks, but let's. What, what's the quick locks that? Kind of like, do you think? What do we like? I'm going. Sheesh. Sheesh, fellas. God, there's no, there's no finishing bet, like bets. Damn, Molly McCann at 73 and a half. Yeah. I think she. That. Did she even throw that many strikes? <laughs> yeah. That's like I'm taking Molly. I just want to like. I mean, Molly's my fighter. I think she get finished, but I think she does it way before she gets 75 and a half six strikes. Mm-hmm. Tony. You know Molly McCann, right? No. Beatball Molly, the Scouser. Yeah, oh, she's the yeah, bot. she's absolutely dog water, but Barstool still hugs oh. her up. Okay, listen, I yeah, yeah. So she's the. Well, this is the yeah. podcast right now. We're we're live. Um, so I can't Tony. That. Oh no. No, no, no. You absolutely can. So, 
Falling McCann is at 75 and a half significant strikes. That's that's an easy for, under, right? How many different fights? <laughs> huh? No, just Are we for, talking like just, four separate fights? Because she's not no, one. No, in her fight, yeah, in her fight this yeah, week. I know what you're saying. There's a 0. 0. 0.0. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's my... No, she's going to get a knockout. She'll win this fight. She's fighting an actual meatball, just like her name. <laughs> like, I'm taking. she a... should win. I'm taking Joel Alvarez's over against Mark Diakise. I think that's going to be a war. Three-round war. I'm going I'm going Andre Muniz higher strikes. I think Ooh. that jiu-jitsu is going to cancel each other out, and they're going to swing and bang a little bit. All right. I also really like my Daniel Marcos over 71.5 strikes. He's going to have close to 100. Daniel Marcos is going to get embarrassed. Can't wait. Lower strikes for Molly is what I had. I so I locked lower. I locked in. What did I lock in? I locked in Molly McCann lower, Joel Alvarez higher, Andre Muniz higher. All right. All right. There I it like is. That. Episode twenty-three. There. Signing off. We got a huge card next week to talk about. Yeah. Salt Lake City two ninety-one. I can't wait. Um, lots of picks coming next week. And, yeah, we'll be back. Later. Guys, peace out. Deuces.